Come to KMSA, where we develop soccer players through discipline, respect, and togetherness. You can contact us at kmsocceracademy at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at km underscore soccer underscore academy or Coach Kyle. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Coach Kyle Show. I'm your host, Kyle Day McKinnon, with me, my co-host, the great Awal Ahmed. We're happy to have you in our presence once again. We hope that our last podcast was helpful. It brought some amount of clarity, some amount of understanding that you can make better decisions for yourself as an athlete and parents could be able to give better guidance in terms of the way forward. We hope it was helpful. We are realionaires. We believe in what we say uh, based on our own experiences and our associations. We try to be as transparent. We try to be as honest as we can based on our belief. While we understand it's subjective and it's, it's our opinions, we firmly believe it and we welcome conversations that will drive our learning. We welcome conversations that will raise our awareness and raise our consciousness so that we can do the same for athletes. We always preach that for athletes to grow, we must grow. If we're not doing that, then we're asking the athlete to do something that we're not even doing ourselves. What's your thoughts, Coach Owen? No, exactly right. Exactly right. The constant growing, the constant understanding of self-growth and just pushing forward to understand the athletes more and to understand what we stand for. As KMSA, we strive for excellence, we strive for respect and discipline, which we try to implement every day. So as we try to do as much as we can, we have listeners who speak openly about it. We truly appreciate that. And we hope that you continue to listen to our podcast. You continue to read more of our blogs. And we hope that it will add value to your life. So we would like to hear from you. We know that we're adding value uh, to your life. This is the whole purpose of this podcast. Last week we spoke about the, the competition versus the coaching and maybe our listeners felt like, okay, we understand, we, we see the difference, but what is the coaching process really? What what does that look like on a daily basis? So we want to talk about five elements of, of training that totally represent the coaching process and define the level of competencies uh, that the coach must possess in order to get the best out of the athlete. But when we come back, we'll dive into that. Remember, there's greatness within you. Come to KMSA where we develop soccer players through discipline, respect, and togetherness. You can contact us at kmsocceracademy at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at km underscore soccer underscore academy or Coach Kyle. Welcome back to the Coach Kyle Show. You're with Coach Kyle McKinnon and the great Awal Med. We're speaking about the five elements of training exercises. You know, what are the key things you want um, to see 
in your training as, as an athlete to really get you ready for that competition. So it's a little bit more in depth. And one of the things we will start with, and I hope you have your pen and your paper while you listen to this podcast, because it's always good to write things down so you can go back and reflect, that you can go back and read it over and over again. So it will help you to grow. It will help you to truly understand if you are growing or you are stagnant. So the first one is the exercise organized the correct way. And you might say, well, what does that mean? How will I know if the exercise uh, is organized in the correct way? So when you talk about, is it organized the correct way? It must be related to the game. Now, some things are reality-based and some things are based around objectives. If you go to a practice and there's no clear objectives, there's no clear goals, there's not a clear description of what the practice entails, the organization of the practice is already out the door because you, the athlete, don't understand. And the whole purpose of practice is for the athlete to understand. It's for the athlete to be equipped with the information. It's for them to have the experience of the game so that they can translate that to the actual game when they go on Sunday. So the first one, is the exercise organized in the correct way? How many times you have gone to practices or you would have spent time, because you do a lot of privates and like one-on-ones with with athletes, you know, how many times have you asked the question, what did you focus on? And what was the response from the athlete, from their program? Like you, you probably seen them once or twice. twice. Okay, uh, I understand what you're saying. I yeah. understand what you're saying now. Okay, so yes, with my last, because I usually do the board session and I state the objectives before we start the training session. So I asked them because I haven't seen them for about three, four days. And then I asked them, okay, how was your training session? We had training, we had a game. I said, cool. What was the objectives and what did you work on? He said, we really didn't really have an objective, but the coach said we were going to focus on passing. Mm. That's what the coach That's what the coach said. They're going to focus on passing. I said, cool. If you remember the exercise, how did the exercise go? And he described it to me, right? I think it started from the four. The four plays it to the, to the two. The two plays it to the six. And then after the six plays it to the, I think the seven or 11, the 11 plays a long ball back to the keeper. Mm. And I said, hmm. Reality, we're talking about the game, right? Once the six plays that ball to 11, and 11 has, and again, he's going forward. Why would he play all the way back to the keeper? So then it's, it's, it's the first thing there is you ask, what was the objective? Not the situation. Yes. What is okay. the, what is, what is the situation of play? Uh, you ask about objective. That, that is the aim of the session. That it's now you go into the other part of the session, which is more of the action that you are actually doing. The aim, and then there's the action. So the aim is what kind of govern what you want to go back and reflect on. Okay. You know, are you equipped with the principles? So let's look at the objectives as the principle. Principles don't change. 
They only get better or they add on or they got more principles, but principles remain the same. So the, the objective is connected to the principle. When the session is over, I want to be able to go back and say, did I accomplish the objective of the session? And that is something you find a lot where, you know, oh, you're focusing on passing. Passing is an action. You understand? Yes. And if we're focusing on passing, is that a tactical principle or is that a description? Okay. You know, it's two different things happening here. We're not going to go all, all the way in here. That's that the next topic for another time. We're talking about is the exercise organized uh, the correct way or the right way? And we're saying, if I go to a practice as an athlete and I'm not given the objective, I'm not given the aim of the session, I'm not given the goals of the session, I'm not given the description of the session or the tactical principles of the session, then what have I really and truly learned? You know, you really cannot answer that question. Because to answer that question, you have to go in depth, not based on only what you saw, but what you were able to experience as an individual. Okay. You know, talk about your awareness and your consciousness. But that means it might be one thing. That's what I was about to ask you. Is it based on age too? Because it's based on younger age. kids. Uh, younger kids with but like, every kid. Every athlete should leave the session having the ability to say, I've learned something, something there. Okay. It don't matter what age. As a coach, you must be able to simplify for the athlete that you're dealing with based on the age and stage of their development. So if you're dealing with a, a six-year-old or seven-year-old, you, you have to create a picture that they can relate or they can connect with. Okay. So every athlete should be able to leave a session based on the age and based on the stage of development to clearly identify with something based on the objective and the goal and the description and the tactical responsibility. They must be able to leave with something that they would have learned. Not only what you would have said to them, but their own awareness. Okay. It's about them going more in depth in understanding and how they were able to connect and conceptualize the objective to what they were supposed to do. So that is one. Number two is the exercise game-like. You see a lot of exercises, but oftentimes, they're not connected to the game. So it's it's like a wasted 15, 20 minutes of doing nothing that is not related to the game. Now, mind you, things are reality-based and things can be based around an objective. It's all about what clarification you are bringing to the athlete based on what they're doing. Can you clearly explain that so that the athlete understand how it can be replicated in a game. Now, there's nothing like the reality of the situation. So you can move from objective to reality. But oftentimes, you've seen exercises that is just based on an exercise because what you see after that exercise is totally disconnected from the okay. initial exercise. When I'm saying, or when we're saying here, 
about the exercise being game-like, it must either have an objective that is based on principle or it must be the reality of the game. So like you say, we're doing passing, right? Yeah. But the passing is just you and I standing up parallel from each other and we passing the ball. Now, what is the objective there? What is the purpose there? If you are not given that information from your coach, then it has no bearing on the game. You standing up parallel from somebody and passing the ball, you're not doing that in the game. Because the game, you just can't stand up and pass to somebody back and forth. You're doing something within the game. But the coach might have an objective for you in doing that. You must clearly understand that. You must be able to leave the session and I, if I walk up to you and say, and I walk up to you and ask the question, why were you standing up facing each other passing the ball? Well, we're just warming up. No, if that is your answer, it's not game-like. The exercise is not game-like. They might tell because you. Because it has no objective. Okay, they might tell you that, okay, they're working on their technique. We just, coach wants to see us working on our first touch and uh, probably the, the speed that we're passing the ball. They want to tell me a whole lot of things. I'm saying, <laughs> we're not telling you what it's supposed to be. We're saying these five elements, they are key. Okay. Now, if you and I getting that information about what is the purpose behind what you're doing, then you're not raising your awareness. Okay. You're not raising your own awareness. Your own awareness. You're not okay. raising your own consciousness because if you're doing something and you don't know why you're doing it, then you cannot replicate it. You understand? Yes. So it's very important that the, the exercises that you're doing, it's congruent with the game. Let me say it again. It must be connected to the game. But when we come back, we'll dive in to the, the other key elements, five elements within an effective practice session. Remember, there's greatness within. Welcome back to the Coach Kyle Show. You're with Coach Kyle McKinnon and the great award Ahmed. So let's jump right into number three. Is there repetition when looking at the overall goal of the session? Is there enough repetition? Let's say, for instance, your goal in the session is to have 10 crosses. 10 crosses. Now, what happens if the coach is speaking or he has an intervention for seven minutes and the exercise is 10 minutes, how is it that you're gonna accomplish your goal? How is it you're gonna get enough repetition in here to make sure that you are able to reflect after on did I achieve my goal or not? Now, the other part is the coach came up with a brilliant goal. You must score six, seven, eight goals today. Six goals today. But you're only playing for two minutes. You play for two minutes. And then they move on to something else. Uh, where is the repetition in there to make sure that you're achieving your goals? Now, how many times have you spoke to an athlete and when they came to you and you said, what was your goal? 
What are some of the answers that you get? Do you even get an answer? <laughs> no, 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 really. What is that, no. that, that moment like? And then it's like, okay, so what are you, what are you learning? But most of the kids, their, their goals, or they say their goals is, depending on how many goals, quote unquote, they score at training. Mm -hmm. So that's what they base if they had a good training session or they did well the week at, at training. Because most of the time, their training consists of just playing. Yeah. So that's what most of these kids are basing. It's not no objectives or goals. It's did I do well? And I said, what do you mean you did well? I scored three, four goals this week in practice. So mm -hmm. I felt I did very well. And the coach said, oh, I did a great job. Is it an individual goal or is it a team goal? I believe I believe it's an individual. But think about it. I think most of the kids, this is what they base their, their development on how many goals they score in a game or at practice. Most athletes are scared to play defense because they feel like as a defender, Nobody. they're not playing a role mm. in the game. Okay. Um, this is why with young players, you, you try to play as much small games as possible. Okay. And the reason why I'm saying that, because when you play these big games, like when you go to practice, like a U9 and, and, and everything is 8v8 yeah. or 7v7s, <laughs> what happens sometimes is, the, 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 the athletes sometimes get lost within the session yeah. because they're not touching the ball. So guess what? It's not happening. Everybody starts running to the ball. Yeah. And now you're not able to really help them to understand the importance of spacing. How they create space on the field. But because the big game and they're not involved because young athletes is all about inclusion. They want to feel a part of something. They want to feel like they're playing a role. So when you play these big games, they're not getting enough repetition. So now we're talking about younger athletes, we're touching on everybody. Okay. The, the older, the older athlete, the and the younger athlete now. Okay. They also need repetition. Just, just opening up your minds a bit for parents who are listening, to young athletes that are listening. If every time you go to practice and you do an exercise, and then you go on straight into an 8v8 game, and, and one of the things they say, the more they play, they will learn. No. The more they play in understanding the objective of why they're playing, the more they will learn. Just playing without no real objective or no real understanding is not going to help the players. Not going to help the athlete. They might say that, but show me the proof. If there's no objective, if there's no goals in the session, and you're just randomly just playing and trying to coach while the players are running and not coaching, but coach, because you're telling them everything what to do, you're telling them all the decisions they need to make, then are they getting enough repetition to really uh, you know, bring out their curiosity, to bring out their creativity, so that you could ask more questions. If you're playing an 8v8 game every day with you nine players and you 10 players, they will follow the ball. Why stand up five minutes and I didn't get the ball? I'm going to go get the ball. And what I've seen, with I love watching yeah, like yeah, young yeah. players play. It's a, so much fun to watch them. They will be on the side, ball, ball, ball. They will say about 10 times. If they don't get that ball, <laughs> wherever that ball is, they, they go in and position themselves right there. Or they start walking off the field like, well, I don't get the ball, nobody's not passing the ball to me. It's not necessarily that. The game is too big. The inclusion is not there. So just make sure that you are getting enough repetition, mind you, based on the goal, based on the overall goal of the session, you, the individual, 
you are getting enough repetition. Number four, are the players being challenged? Is there the right balance between being successful and unsuccessful? This is a big one. Mm. Now, I remember a couple moons back, we were talking about how do you define if you did well? Most players cannot differentiate how they came up with, I've done well today. You know, people say, well, I thought I did well today. Okay. How do you know you did well? You really don't have an answer, right? So, are they being challenged in the correct way to find the balance between successful and unsuccessful? Let me use this example. If I'm playing against you as a forward, but you're not defending well, and I'm able to dribble and score five, six times, am I a good forward or are you just a poor defender? They would say you will go forward. Oftentimes they say that. That, my friend, is not a healthy practice. Why? Because you must be challenged. So if the coach recognizes that you, like me, I'm always in a position to beat you and score five goals, he must now present a challenge for me to really gauge or to really balance if I'm doing well or I'm not doing well. If you are not defending well and I'm able to score five goals, we can easily run away with a misconception that we are good forward. So in your practice, you must be challenged where you're constantly faced with situations that you really don't have the answers for, but you have to find the answers. That will build your awareness and that will build your consciousness. Okay. But what about if you don't have the players, though, to do that? That's a big part of it, too. Think about most of these teams. One, two, maybe three players in there saying, okay, I don't have the player to really challenge that, that other player. So that is an excuse. <laughs> that's an excuse. That, that's your job. If you claim to be a coach and you want to be part of the coaching process in developing players, that's where the coaching happens. Can you find a way with these less quality players, as you said? Can I find a way with these less quality players to put pressure on the player who might believe that is. this is easy? Okay. That's, that's a job. Um, if you could only take talented players and say you have a good session, are you really coaching? Or the talented players are able to execute what you want to say. Now, coaching really happens when you have the ability to challenge the player outside of what they know. So, somebody's saying that, they're finding an excuse for why they can't get what they want done. Or they probably just don't know how to get it done. There's no excuses in the game. There's no excuses in coaching. Your job is to find a way to get what you want out of your athletes. As frustrating as it can be, if you can't do it, then you should leave it. You know, you should move on. Not everybody can coach at every level. Some people can coach you at nine as well. It don't mean they can coach you at 14. Some people can coach you at 14, but they would struggle with nine-year-old kids. So it, it, it's, you have to know. You have to know. You have to be aware of where your strengths lie. I think that's another fact. That, that's, that's a big thing. I actually recognized that a couple of weeks ago. Because 
I think me and you had that with previous coaches that we know, and you told me yourself. I was like, but he's not really good with the um, the older girls. He was like, but dude, this guy's nice with kids though. He's really good with the younger age group. And you said everybody has their strength. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody has their strength because your job is to challenge the players within the overall goal to really balance if they're successful or unsuccessful. This is why if you're a director, your technical director, it's your job to make sure you are putting the coaches in the right environment to get the best out of them so they could get the best out of the athletes. Because like I said, I've seen coaches who are magnificent with young players. Yeah. It can really truly develop young players to get them to the next stage of the of their soccer. And I see people move them and put them in an environment where they look like they're not sure about what they're doing. And then you hear things like, oh, he's he's not good, he's not yeah. this. And I'm saying, huh, it's not that he's not good. This is not his strength. Yeah. Why are you not seeing the technical director, the director of coaching is not good? Because he's the person who chooses this individual to go into this environment. So it means he has not done his homework. Sure. You understand? And that's the job of the director of coaching. That's the job of the technical director to, to recognize the qualities of the individual and place them where they're supposed to be so they can get the best result. But we'll come back and we'll give you the final one. Um, remember always, there's greatness within. Come to KMSA where we develop soccer players through discipline, respect, and togetherness. You can contact us at kmsocceracademy at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at km underscore soccer underscore academy or Coach Kaya. Welcome back to the Coach Kaya Show. Remember, you with Coach Kaya McKinnon and the great Oval Ahmed. They obviously save the best for last. I don't know if this is the best, but I'm not sure. You're probably right. Because we had some, so we many, had right? Some, we had some good ones in there that, you know, it helps me speaking about it to really truly reflect on what I am doing day to day. Now, when we talk, we want you to understand speaking about it is also speaking to us and helping us to have this repetition, yes. helping us to be reminded that we are also held to this standard. We are not separated. We are not, okay, we know everything and that's why we know. This is not what we're doing. When we speak of these things, it's just like writing it down. Mm -hmm. We are creating this repetition. We, we are making sure that we are conscious at all times with what we're doing so we are staying on top of these things so we have the best out of our athletes. So here we go with the final one. Is there proper coaching based on the age and level of the player? And we spoke last week about the coaching process versus the competition. Now this is a big one. Is there proper coaching? Coaching is the number one priority that establish the developmental pathway for the athlete. It's the true process of getting the best out of the athlete. That's what you see on TV. That is what you go every Sunday with your popcorn and your whatever. 
to sit down and take in a game and then mess up your entire week if you lost. That is what you're looking at. You're looking at athletes who have been coached, who went through the process of coaching and now they're in the process of being managed. If they had not gone through the process of coaching, there's no way or shape they could have managers. What are you managing? <laughs> if you don't know nothing, how am I going to manage you? That's true. That is true. People don't know the difference between a coach and a manager. Okay. They mix it up. Look at the English Premier League and they see the gaffer on the side. They say, oh, he's a good coach. No, he's a good manager because coaching happens oftentimes with your system. Mm-hmm. If you look at the pedigree of the assistant, he can go and get a manager's yeah. job anytime. Because the coach that does the coaching process, he is the person that does the day-to-day practices. He is the one that's running the exercise. The manager is the person who puts everything in place. Okay. He puts the curriculum, he got the periodization, he, he says, this is our style, this is what I want to see, this is the type of player I want to bring in. He oversees everything, He's the manager, but he don't go down every time on coach session. And that is the process that helps the players to be able to be managed by the manager. If the coach is not doing a good job, then the manager will fail. Because the manager is expecting, listen, you need to be equipped with when to run here and do that. How come, how come I have to tell you about how to open up your body and all of that? Why I have to tell you about the speed and the intensity? Yes, I might be telling you, but I expect that to happen Monday to Friday within the practice. And then you have some managers who are hands-on. They're on the field all the time working. So the coaching process must happen based on the age level of the player. What have you seen a lot with nine players practicing and some of the things that, that are happening with the person in charge of this group. <laughs> Talk about that so we can bring the curtains down. Okay, so I, it was my, even my, my last session, I was working with a, a client and they had another team. I believe it was the U9 and U10. And they were talking, the guy is probably a trainer. I don't know. He's teaching them 2v1s, but he was the actual one. Mm-hmm. So he was the one that was playing in the middle. And then he's playing, he's saying, the person, kid got to play, take a touch, shoot on goal. But then after he talked, like you said, he talked about, we're talking about repetition. He talked for about five, six minutes. They did the repetition for about two or two and a half minutes. They actually timed it. Mm. After that, because I was thinking, I said, hmm, why is he talking about offsides? He's talking about offsides with you eight and nine-year-olds. And he said, yeah, you guys are not going to know it by now, but I just want to talk about offsides. He starts talking about offsides. I'm like, dude, this is not the process. In my mind, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, and these are these are certain stages that these kids really need to start going through these process. Mm. They need, that age people, but I think a lot of people look at it like, oh, they're young. They just need to have fun. When they get older, they would probably say the coaching process should start when they get to like 11, 12 years old. Mm. You think that's something that you would hear a lot though? That this, they're too young for for that process. They need to wait till they get to 11, 12 year old. The coaching process should be happening at all time. It's just about your approach. I could be coaching young players by just putting them in situations where they're using their own creativity. 
they're using their own curiosities. They're playing on what they feel, but I put them in a situation to see that very thing. I'm coaching. Okay. The coaching process don't start when you're 14 and 15. The coaching process is happening when a six-year-old comes because it's an in, introduction. Yes. It's introduction to soccer. is establishing the fundamentals of soccer. So you're coaching, but your approach, are you spending 10 minutes telling an eight-year-old about backward square? Offside. Or, you know, offside? Or, yeah. or, or pass the ball over there? You know, well, that's a whole different situation. Yeah. Now, when we talk about coaching, we relate to the young players a lot. But also, when we talk about the 14 and 15-year-old, are you spending time in practice focusing on your first touch but not focusing on how your first touch is connected to the game. Based on your level, your job is to connect that first touch to your role and your task within the game. That means principle. So if you are spending, when we talk about proper coaching, if you're 14 years old and you are spending 20 minutes just focusing on technique, then okay. <laughs> Okay, it must be based on the age and the level of the athlete. So even though you're 14 and you might be in an introduction um, phase because you've never been coached earlier, then there must still be a balance and how your technique can be implemented in a game situation. Now, I hope this podcast was helpful with you young athletes that oftentimes get caught up if I could go back so we can look forward yeah. with the competition approach and not really the coaching approach. If these elements are not part of your everyday routine within your practice, you better be playing at one of the best clubs in the country or you, you, you must be playing at MLS status. For you to even stand a chance to break into a national team or to really get the respect of high-level schools that are looking for players to come in and influence the result, influence the game, you have to be at that level. If you're at any other level, you will get left behind if these five elements are not constant within your practice, within your day-to-day practice. These five elements must be within your practice so that you will gain the true experience of a quality player that wants to play quality competition. I know this podcast had a lot, but I hope that you listen to it two, three, four times. When you go to practice, come back and listen to it. Before you go to practice, listen to it. Because if you, the athlete, must have these elements every single day, not some days, every day. Every day your practice need need to have these elements in it. If they're not, you're not developing, you're not growing. You are just having a good time and you're being lied to. You have to have these elements in your practice. Because what are you going to reflect on? There's no reflection, to be honest. There is no reflection. This is why I'm going to say that it's, it's amazing that we as KMSA, we're bringing it to light. 
because when we have these conversations with these individuals, occasionally these parents, they've never heard of it. And they've been playing a quote unquote in these higher clubs and these these places that they say they they develop great players. And these never, ever, ever heard of anything even remotely close to any of these five things. And I see where that could, where could that be a problem because drills, let's just be honest, a lot of drills, a lot of fancy drills. Last one I seen, I think me and my one of the kids were talking about, the, the guy was on a treadmill and he's an influencer because he works with a lot of professionals. So he's seen a professional on a treadmill working on juggling on a treadmill. And these kids are like, wow, this is amazing. This is this is what I need to develop. And, and it's bad. So when you throw this out there, they're like, what is this guy talking about? This is not what I see every day. This is not what's out there in the world for us to talk about development. Mm. But it's, as like you said, as Cam has said, we have to put the truth out there. Yeah, and, that, and, and just just as you said, I remember talking to this, this athlete and watching <laughs> him in practice, and he was in an angle, and he tried to score on the same angle. So I knew the athlete, so I was like, okay. I saw you, you got down to that side, what was behind the decision that you made? Yeah. He said, oh, I know I was thinking about chipping in because I did it before on my FIFA game and I, I, no, I, I didn't really <laughs> understand. You didn't so understand. I was like, what? what did you just say? He said, yeah, I was able to chip the goalkeeper in a video game, so I was trying to chip him here. I said, what? <laughs> So you're saying you're basing your play on what you what you did in a video game? This is not a video game right here. This is real life. It's real life. So they need coaching. Yes, yes. It comes down to they it. Need, they need coaching. They need to understand what is fiction, what is fabrication, and what is reality. So we hope that you know, with this podcast, that you will feel free to reach out. Yes. You know, to ask more questions. And I want you to understand that when you ask questions, you raise our awareness. Mm -hmm. You help us to go deeper in ourselves to, you know, find things that will add value to you so that we can ask more questions to raise your awareness. So if we are collaborating like that, and, and, it, and it's, it's this alliance with this growing process, then you will see magnificent changes, not just in your soccer careers, but in your holistic life. So we want to, we want to thank you for spending this time with us again. We hope what we said um, in this podcast was helpful. We were able to add value to your life because, you know, Coach Wall and I and KMSA, we're all about quality and we're all about service. That is the hallmark of KMSA. We always try to give quality and we make sure that when we serve you, that you are well equipped with the tools. Stay blessed and be encouraged. And remember, there's greatness within. Come to KMSA where we develop soccer players through discipline, respect, and togetherness. You can contact us at kmsocceracademy at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at km underscore soccer underscore academy or Coach Kyle.